you have the opportunity to impact your client's life in all aspects. The updated weight loss specialization will help trainers in many ways expand their career. For the first time, we talk about the psychosocial aspects, the sociocultural. You're going to be able to truly understand what your clients are going through when they have a specific weight loss journey. All new information, new trends. We were able to develop what we called personas. To provide examples of what you might experience as a fitness professional when you encounter a client. And build confidence as the months go by. I'll feel more comfortable in my skin. My self-confidence will improve. Empathy is something that runs through the weight loss specialization. It's about guiding people. Regarding nutrition, regarding exercise. I can go to bed at night knowing that I've done something good for the world. It's great content and a blueprint for how to get results with your clients. We put together a complete solution to help you, the professional, become the next weight loss specialist. I'm Brad Dieter. Ken Miller. Casey DeYoung. Wendy Batts. Nolan Highland. Mike Fanagrassi. Welcome to NASM's Weight Loss Specialization course. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Random Fit. Uh, I'm here with you, Mr. Ken Miller, and uh, along with us is Mrs. Wendy Batts. Wendy, how are you? I am fantastic. How are you? Good. You look nice and cozy in that uh, that red sweatshirt there. I'm telling you, I'm getting into the spirit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it is the season. I know. You got your red. I kind of got my, it's more like a ranger green than it is anything <laughs> holiday related. But anyway, we're not here to talk about fashion as we did a few episodes ago. <laughs> um, but uh, as you say, it's, you know, we're, it is the season. But um when it comes to this winter season, you know, the uh, the thing that comes along with it is New Year's and New Year's resolutions. And that comes goals, of, you know, physical goals, financial goals. But, you know, with a lot of people, it is about making change. And to make change happen, people make investments in themselves. And along with that comes investments in equipment. So today uh, we are uh, excited. I'm going to speak on both our parts here, uh, to talk about uh, as seen on TV, fitness-based products. So there are just so many products out there. So when we were doing our research, man, there's a lot to filter through, to say the least. I mean, not just the products themselves, but the claims that they make and what they what they want to contribute to people realizing their best selves. So today we've got, uh, we've got um, four products that, that have seen a lot of success as far as TV, TV-based advertising and marketing. Um, but a lot of it's just that, you know, really savvy and smart marketing to get those sales up. So, um, and sometimes, you know, they, they, they can do a little bit of what they claim, but sometimes it's not the whole story. It doesn't actually complete the picture on what, what they claim to do. But uh, today we're going to look at you know the the good the bad and the ugly about what some of these products do based on the claims that they make absolutely i was super excited about this episode especially this time of year because people are trying to think what is it that i can purchase for friends and family especially at home and um and like you said there were so many different products out there and um and i think we chose four of our favorite um selfishly enough because as you said wow. there's yeah. There's so many claims. And so, you know, I, I don't know, I, I was really looking forward to this one, but uh, I know, and I'll, I'll actually kind of start us off here 
there was one in particular that I found amusing <laughs> um, because it's called the Shimmer Sauna Shorts. And, and you guys will be able to see a picture of these shorts. And imagine if, if you're not looking or able to see and you're just listening, imagine a female and a male, okay, in these, not at the same time, but in these, <laughs> this like shorts outfit that actually Velcros almost kind of like a diaper would. And it actually goes up um, from the waist and it kind of looks like sumo, like sumo gear, but it covers your entire, you know, glute and front region, if you will. And the claim to these were that basically they're sauna shorts. And so it's going to burn and melt off the fat in your midsection and in your glute area. And I mean, I was like, okay, how does that happen? First of all, as we know, as fitness professionals, and if some of you guys are new into learning about some of this stuff, you can't spot reduce anything. And you can't necessarily say that you're going to sweat off fat in your stomach or in your glutes. Um, basically, what you're doing is you may get very, like, because there's thermo, uh, thermal, like, neoprene that's involved in this stuff. And basically, what's happening is you are going to sweat a lot in that region, uh -huh. but you're losing yep. water weight. And, um, you know, you see people out on the street and they're wearing trash bags and they're running and they're like, oh, I'm losing all this body fat. When in all reality, they're not losing body fat, they're losing water. Um, right. And so basically when you're thinking about that, as soon as they go home and they take all that stuff off, if they had to do a weigh-in, so like wrestlers or MMA fighters that have to hit a target number on a scale, I'm not saying it's bad to do that, but it's like, what are your, like, long-term goals like is it something that you feel this is the only way to burn body fat because if so there's a lot of education out there that will show you differently because as soon as you drink your glass of water you're probably going to rehydrate the tissue that you just dehydrated and so right. therefore you're you, you didn't really do anything so yeah and i think you know what a lot of people don't realize and, and you mentioned the you know, anything, any sport where it is a weight-based classification. So if you, like you said, Wendy, you, you have to weigh 174 pounds and you've got that last pound to lose, but you've got 90 minutes to do it. Well, what do these guys do? You know, back in, you know, in high school when we had to do it, I mean, you, you did what everybody else did, which is basically you just poke a couple holes in a, in a trash bag. And all you did was really prevent you know that the body from the ability to cool off so what 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 happens you sweat more right and then that and then it just propagates until you know you've lost all of this weight uh water weight that is and um yeah like you like you mentioned you take that next glass of water you put it on so as far as those immediate needs those time-based weight-based goals that's that's where a lot of that came from but um for the average person that we're probably talking to right now who has okay this is going to be the year i'm going to get in the best shape i've ever been you know or i haven't felt happy with my body in a long time so i'm going to make changes i'm going to go ahead and take make the investment in this tool in this case it's the shimmer sauna shorts so say that <laughs> say three that. times fast <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she sells seashells she sells on the seashore um <laughs> But all it is is you just you're just losing water and you're just coming. I mean, and you might take it off, 
you wring it out because there's so much sweat and, and water in it. And then you look at the scales like, hey, I lost two pounds, but you know, it's, 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 a, it's a quick fix. I mean, it's not even a fix. It's just, you're just tampering with the, with the data as far as your body mass goes. But I, I just can't imagine you wrap that thing around, you know, like you mentioned, I mean, I have that vision of a diaper now and trying to run <laughs> as an adult with a diaper on. You know, as far, you know, I just can't imagine, you know, now if you want to run a mile and a half, two miles, or even go on a long walk wearing that thing, uh, I, I can't, I can't see that it feels comfortable after the first two blocks. Well, what's crazy is again, it, when you guys see this, I mean, it's thick material. And so it's got to mess with your gait. It's going to mess with your range of motion in your hips for sure. And again, I mean, how uncomfortable is it to have a sauna in your shorts? I mean, I just don't understand that. <laughs> However, you know, just if you think about like common sense wise, oh, yeah. but I mean, they, they've sold a ton. And what's even more um, amazing to me is, you know, I, of course, I was like looking for pictures and trying to find more information out there. There are a ton of products that are similar to these, uh, you know, sauna shorts mm -hmm. that we're talking about that you can find today on Amazon. And there was one in particular that, um, that are saying that they are, you know, just like yoga pants, but they're three times more thermal and they're going to accelerate and heighten your, um, ability to perspire. Well, okay. If you know, obviously it's not breathable material, as you said, of course you're going to perspire. But one thing that really, um, kind of frustrates me because of what I do and, and the education that we're trying to provide to, um, to trainers and to other clients and individuals out there that want to learn is this is one of the things that they said that it enhances the fitness effect by the fat around the belly and thighs are difficult to melt. Okay, first of all, you're now we're melting fat. Um, if you want to get a slim toned body shape quickly, then these sweat shorts can maximize your gym results and speed up your fitness routine. That's literally a claim that, that a company that are, is pretty much mimicking the same type of sauna short that we're talking about mm -hmm. is claiming. And, you know, unfortunately, like I said earlier, you can't spot reduce. You're not melting off anything, um, you know, and so it's very, it's very concerning because, again, I mean, yes, they may, you know, be able to provide compression. And so therefore, you know, that's one thing because, you know, there's a lot of compression stuff out there to make you look and feel better. And I say feel better, maybe how you feel about yourself physically because you've kind of tucked things in or redistributed things, if you know what I mean. Um, but it's just this, the scary thing is, is I just don't understand the benefit. And then if you're wearing something that's bulky, like the shorts that you saw in the picture or the, like the diaper that we talked about, it's just, are you really going to wear that in public? And then how right. do you how do you clean that? That's kind of gross, you know. A, so I know how many uses can you get out of that before you're like, you know what? I think I need to give it a break for about a week. Uh, it's kind of like that person at the gym. That yeah, <laughs> you, you know, you see that person at the gym and they, uh, you know, they they wear the same workout outfit. Like oh. that's what I'm gonna wear Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. And uh, it's like, dude, you got to give that a break a little bit. So, uh, <laughs> but have right. you seen that when you looked it up, did you see the one you just kind of put around your waist? You like, instead of just wrapping around your, your hips and your thighs, you see the one you just wrap around oh, yeah. your waist. It's yeah. like the belly belt or whatever. I mean, yeah. And yeah. 
same claims. You know what? If you want to get rid of the pooch, this belly belt is for you. And, yeah. you know, I mean, what's what's scary, too, is if you think about it and we go back, um, you know, like back in the day when they had the um, belt supports for people that were lifting heavy equipment, mm-hmm. you know, they thought that this is going to be really good support. And sometimes, again, some of these claims like and I, it's not called a belly belt, but I'm just saying that um, just for the sake of the podcast. But, you know, like it's going to offer more support. You're going to burn more fat if you utilize one of these belts. And in all reality, if you look at some of the data that they found that people were actually pushing out, you know, with their stomach muscles and actually increasing the chances of low back pain because they were decreasing core activation. And so, you know, again, thinking about anatomy, thinking about the way the body moves and thinking about, you know, we're trying to teach bracing and drawing in and and glute activation and neutral position of the hips. Anything that's going to take you out of any of that is going to lead to possible injuries long term. So you can melt off fat, which doesn't even happen. And so one of the reasons we wanted to bring this to the forefront, while, while it's actually kind of funny, it's like, okay, you know, guys, like maybe that's a product that we would tell you to... (laughs) Use with caution unless you just want to try it out for fun and see if you get some crazy results that maybe I don't understand. Yeah. Well, and I'm sure that a lot of people that are, you know, the the, the tens of thousands of people that are listening today to this podcast. Uh, <laughs> Which we hope, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, over time. Dream big, Ken. Dream big. We'll, we'll get there, Wendy. We'll get there. Uh, <laughs> but if you think, you know, the, not just the shimmy sauna, but with, with the other, the other, um, products that we're going to mention. I mean, and I'm sure that a lot of you guys that are listening right now have something like this that that's probably under your under your mattress or under your bed or in the closet, uh, maybe tucked away in a box somewhere in your in your garage. But you know what happens is you know like what we're talking about here is like you know there's these claims made and they, it kind of taps into a certain nerve that's like you know what I can I can be the person I, I want to be if I make this investment. But uh, you, you might feel some of the things that they, they claim is going to happen, but in the long term, you know, it's the law of diminishing returns. It's like, well, I, I might have seen some initial, some results the first week or two, whatever the product may be. And in this case, you know, maybe you did feel like, man, I sweated a ton. And so I must be getting smaller, you know, but then you realize that it's, you're just playing with your water weight and, you know, you're playing with your water weight and that's made you see on the on the scale that, hey, this this works but then over time it's like i'm not seeing anything happening um the more that i use this so it winds up being in the closet under the bed in the garage tucked away somewhere um but overall i think yeah hopefully with that i'm hoping that these sauna shorts were not under the bed or you know washed (laughs) a few times or something beforehand and not just right out yeah because i mean that could uh I don't know. I mean, again, you know, you think about areas that get all sweaty and gross. I mean, there's certain areas on myself that I would not feel comfortable with and not being one of them. I mean, you know, again, you know, you go work out, you hopefully go and and shower. But I mean, if you're having something to accelerate, you know, um, you, you, you know, your way of perspiring and stuff. I mean, again, there it could be great for wrestlers. It could be people, you know, specifically for individuals that have to make weight or something like that. Like, I get mm-hmm. it. Um, yeah. But for an everyday, this is something that's going to melt away fat. It's it's the claims of what they're saying that, again, to the general public that may not be as educated in certain areas. I just don't want people to make purchases that that it's it, that's claiming something that really 
does yeah. not happen when you really look at the human body and how it works. <laughs> so yeah. what you're saying that there is there is a situation, there is a place for for what we're talking about right now. It's just not for long term change and results is, is what you're saying. Yes, that's exactly what I'm okay. saying. <laughs> so overall, I think between this and, and, the, and the other products we're going to bring up and and um, I think you guys will like what's 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 coming down the pipe. But overall, we're talking about eat less and move more. Just to put it simply, you know, when it comes to why people make these investments, they want to change their body. Uh, and that's just from an aesthetic standpoint, right? You, you watch what you eat, you, you get outside and walk a couple blocks. And if that's more than just sitting down with a bag of chips, watching Netflix or Hulu or whatever it is that you watch all day long, if you if you do that, it's still more than what you've been doing. So overall, you know, this, you know, you, you don't need to spend, you know, in the billions of dollars that he's been spent on some of these products. So, um, so yeah, anything else on the Shimmer Sauna? <laughs> I know, right? So, I'm yeah. telling you, it is kind of a tongue twister, yeah. but... But no, I mean, it, and again, I think based on the comment that you just said, it really does kind of blend directly into where we're headed next. And, um, you know, the the next product that we're going to talk about is the Thighmaster. And I mean, when you think about the Thighmaster, all right, you got to think everyone automatically thinks Suzanne Summers. And... Yeah. And the reason being is she was the infomercial queen for let's tone and sculpt your inner thigh. And I mean, right. to me, I'm like, okay, like, all right, all right. So again, when you think about the thigh master, and for those of you guys that really don't know what it is, it's basically this product that um, has two pieces of metal and then, or two tubes really, and then a piece of metal with a hinge in the middle. And you sit down and you put these two like pieces, like two, I guess you call them round tubes, basically. It's kind of like, it's kind of metal and then it's got this foam stuff over it. And you put it in between your legs and you squeeze and then you relax and you squeeze and you relax. And so what the, what the claim is, is that it is going to help and I love this, remove the fat in between your thighs. And so it's toning your inner thighs and it's slimming them at the same time. And so what ended up happening is people would purchase this. And again, it is a great, anything that brings your legs together, you're using your adductors or your inner thighs in order to go from your legs being out to legs coming in. So the claim of the, using your adductors that's absolutely true because that's what it's doing. However, if you want to lose the fat that is on the inside of your thighs, first of all, you can't spot reduce. So I know I'm not the first person that's probably ever said this to you, but if, if I am, I'm telling you, you can't spot reduce. And I personally, because this was really targeted more for females, and so that's one of the reasons I, I feel comfortable saying this. If you've got fat on your inner thighs and then you constantly do adductors exercises or inner thigh exercises, then you do start to build muscle of your inner thighs. So now you're making your thighs stronger, possibly bigger because that muscle does grow, but you're not necessarily losing the fat that's on the outside of it, of it anyway. So you're actually making your thighs bigger. Just throwing right. that out there. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know and, your thoughts about yeah. that. <laughs> well, you know, and, and the funny thing is when you look at the timeline, you know, from from when it was invented, I think it was in uh, a, a physical therapist and um, or actually 
the inventor was out of Sweden, if I'm if yeah. I'm right, and mm -hmm. they they patented it as a as a physical therapy device, and of course it found its way to the U.S. And, uh, and you mentioned Suzanne Summers, who was the face of um, the thigh master, made it very popular. But um, you know the the part of it is is that you know coming out in the '90s. Um, that was well before what we in the fitness industry know, you know, for lack of a better phrase, as, as more, you know, understand it to be as human movement science and how the body really works. It's more than just cadaver anatomy where you where you have the body on the table and you know, you this end and this end, you, you turn on that muscle and you and you shorten it. But the thing about it is, is now that we know more about how the body works and how the body moves and what makes things you know, move the way they move or regarding the hips and the knees specifically. Now, if we sit down a lot, to your point, Wendy, we're going to, you know, you're, you're shortened at the hip flexor. So you're seated. So the front of your thighs get tight, you know, the hamstrings and the calves just from being that seated position um, for a good part of the day, especially if you're a computer based worker. And then those muscles in the inner thighs, those adductors you mentioned, Wendy, those guys get tight already just by sitting sitting down a lot. And then you're taking a muscle that's already been, if you've been assessed for, for movement quality and movement efficiency. And if you see that those muscles are already tight, and again, from an assessment standpoint, if you were to squat, what that looks like is your knees migrate towards each other as you descend into the squat. So that's telling you that one of the muscles that's already doing too much work is your inner thigh muscles. And now you pull out this thigh master or anything that promotes the, you know, the, the squeezing of your knees together, whether you're at the gym doing the ab seated adductor or the inner thigh machine, um, you're making these muscles that are already doing too much work do even more work, which is going to wreak havoc when it comes to what's happening at your pelvis or your more more specifically, your your pubic symphysis, where your where your pelvis meets, uh, right at the groin, and then of course because that same muscle goes down and crosses the knee, it's gonna it's gonna play a little bit of, a little bit of game, you know, with with how the knee mechanics are, are working as well. So, not only do we need to look at what's happening at the knee, but we we'll also have to look at what's happening at the groin as well. All right, and and again to your point, you know. Um, biomechanically, you know, if your knees keep caving in, what that does is it puts all your body weight and stress on the medial or the inside part of your knee. And so, you know, unless you're stretching and foam rolling and all that stuff in order to try to, you know, elongate that area and that complex specifically to try to regain proper length tension relationship or basically proper length in that area, um, it could actually cause some serious knee issues, especially if people are running and jumping and doing stuff and not educated on what what can happen if you don't fix that particular compensation, but yet, like you said, continue to work on muscles that are overactive. And so, um, you know, I, one other thing that I thought was interesting is, you know, they also were saying, oh, this is a great kind of full body type piece of equipment and mm -hmm. that you can take it again now instead of being in between your knees you can take it hold it like this and squeeze it together and squeeze it together and so what ends up happening then it's really focusing a lot on your chest because now you're squeezing it together right mm -hmm. and that's actually what the pecs do so so that claim is correct however again if you're seated a lot or you're sitting at a desk 
and you've got rounded shoulders and a forward head and now you take this this piece of equipment and you're leaning down and you're seated and you're just going through and just crunching away at the chest that could yeah. also increase even more compensations and again i'm not saying that doing chest is bad it's just again what are your assessment results and why are you doing something and if you can do it with proper form and you really want to get a good you know, good press, then I, I think it's fantastic. It's, you can do it at home. You are activating that area. Another one was they were saying to take it um, this way, like a kind of like a chomper and you mm -hmm. can work it, work it in a different way. And now right. you're going to get your biceps involved. Um, I thought that was um, pretty interesting because there is elbow flexion, which is what the mm -hmm. biceps do. Yeah. Um, and my favorite one was that you can stand up and put it between your hamstring and your calf and do um, basically knee flexion. So you're getting your heel towards your glute and you're really going to spend a lot of time working on your hamstrings. And yeah. again, hamstrings are often underactive depending on you know what it is. However, if you don't have the strength to do that and you bend at the hip and you're trying to crunch this thing and your foot slightly mm -hmm. turned out, it could, it could lead to a, a lot of issues too, unless it's performed correctly. So, so, I mean, if you consider those kind of full body exercises and stuff, then maybe the thigh yeah. master's for you. However, just be careful with it. <laughs> yeah. I, and I think, you know, just kind of like what we talked about with the sauna shimmer, shimmer sauna shorts, uh, you know, it's, it's doing what it says, right. But it's there, there needs to be some context to it. So, yeah, is it going to work your inner thighs? Yes. Is it going to slip them down? Not if you do it a lot. But, you know, the one thing that, again, the, with this information, this product coming out in the 90s, they didn't know about knee valgus, or, you know, from a fitness standpoint and how that's going to affect the knees or the hips or that people are forward shoulder, forward head and, you know, flex through the spine. And, and no one really talks about, well, at that point in time, no one from a fitness standpoint talked about having overactive hamstrings or hamstrings that are too tight and not to mention like you, you do a little tweak and you and you turn that foot out and you have a little bit of rotation at the knee now you have you know tighter lower outer hamstrings and you're only going to make these things worse i mean because now you know as we understand human movement science to you know as far as how the body works i mean these things yeah those those areas are going to get strengthened but does the body need it from a from a mechanical standpoint, do we need stronger front shoulders? Do we need stronger inner thighs? Do we need stronger hamstrings? Well, for the, I know the, the hundreds of people that you've assessed, Wendy, and, and the amount of people that I work, that's the exact opposite of what right. these people need. So again, going back to the point, if, you, if you're doing this to look better, feel better, um, you know, what it's doing to the muscle or encouraging muscle imbalance versus creating better balance, which means you're going to use your body better. If you can use your body better, you're going to exercise more because you're going to feel, you're going to feel taller. You're going to feel more upright. You're, you're going to feel encouraged because you're stronger because you're using your muscles better. So all the, you know, the, you know, the, the adduction or bringing your arms in to work the pecs, squeezing your knees in to work the inner thighs and, and then putting it between the calf and the hamstring to work the hamstrings. That's the opposite of feeling better. If anything, you're going to encourage, you know, uh, joint dysfunction and then the joints are going to move, you know, um, you know, less than optimally and, and how you recruit muscles is going to reflect from that. So again, you know, if we're trying to not just look better, but to feel better, then one of the things that uh, we need to look at is 
you know, how is how is that piece of equipment in this case, it's the thigh master getting you to move? Uh, not, you know, and and that's to say that well, maybe someone has an emotional attachment to stronger, <laughs> bigger hamstrings and stronger, bigger inner thighs or stronger front shoulder, but you know, maybe there's other things that you need to do before you use those things. So if you actually have to absolutely have it, well, what can you do to complement things to, you know, put that in your repertoire without jacking you up? You know what I mean? Well, so. and I think if you look at some of the advertisements that, you know, again, talking about just just the thigh master alone, one of the big things in, was the target market of, you know, people being at home, not being able mm -hmm. to, you know, trying to fit everything in. Because again, even mine, we have very hectic schedules. And so trying to make time for fitness and trying to make time for yourself um, was one thing. So they were targeting that saying, look, you can multitask. You could sit at home, sit down, watch TV and work out, which is basically squeezing. So again, think about the amount of repetitions that people were doing because it wasn't oh, like yeah. do three sets of 15. It was like, hey, for your entire show, you can sit here and you can burn calories and melt the fat and work your adductors. Well, you're working your adductors okay, but are you overworking them at that point? And if you did something every day and you didn't do anything to counterbalance the overactivity to your mm -hmm. point, it really could lead to some some issues long term. Um, as obviously, I think we've we, we we've kind of nailed. Um, but what I found to be very interesting was, you know, of course, that came out in the early 90s, to your point. So when you see Suzanne Summers and she's wearing her leotard, again, when we talk about our, our fashion fitness, hopefully you guys listen to that one. But um, she was in, in her 90s gear, you know, and she was promoting it and making it, you know, rock hard, slim inner thighs, and this is what you need. They also now have one, you ready for this, Ken, that is the Thigh Master Vibrato. Thighmaster Vibrato. And their slogan is it strengthens between the knees and tones hard to reach areas. And now it vibrates. So it tingles and tightens. Woo! And then it says, um, make sure to get this product because it turns flab to fab. There you go. All right. The, uh, the marketing team, <laughs> you know, they put on their head. I mean, first of all, I mean, just think, okay, let's take it, let's take a product that's probably on the, you know, the downs, the backside of the curve. And you think, what can we do to tweak this thing up to, to, you know, to get this, hey, let's add, um, let's add a battery and um, something that vibrates, you know, and uh, we'll, we'll add that tingling sensation. And there you go. We have a totally new, absolutely market shattering product now. So. From well, I mean, yeah. my whole thing is, is like, you know what, again, we've talked about how great, you know, vibration therapy is yeah. and, and, and there's a lot of benefits when you're targeting overactive muscles. Maybe they realize that these mm -hmm. muscles were overactive, but the fact that the marketing is saying that now it's going to tingle and tighten, that's a little alarming because it's like, okay, what are you selling here, people? And there's <laughs> got to be more to that, you know, like give me some more scientific research or background of why I should buy the vibration over the regular, you know, and you know, what is the outcome to this? <laughs> so yeah. again, yeah. just something to think about when you're reading up on products, we're not saying that either one is necessarily bad, just use with caution. And, you know, I don't know, I'll be interested to see if any of these products spike after this. 
Yeah, or yeah, or we're getting a call from somebody. One of the two. I know, right? <laughs> so, um, wow. so let's let's move on to the next one, Wendy. The um, my my favorite out of all 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 four. Well, actually, second favorite is the um, the butt master. Probably more favorite in name more than anything else. But basically, you take what the thigh master did and you do the exact opposite. So you have that V spring loaded. Uh, two arm that you're trying to press in and squeeze with the thigh master and now you reverse the spring and now you're trying to spread those two poles apart so that now we can work on more pulling than pushing which in you know again going back to human movement science and what the body needs you know a lot of times we're, we're what we call pronated or we're closed off a lot of what we need to do just to sit up more upright and activate those muscles in the posterior is to do more opening up. And the, the butt master actually promoted that external or that opening motion through trying to now spread those two springs or to, the, to those, um, those metal pieces, those pads apart versus putting them in. So I thought this had a lot of, of, of more, a lot more positive application than anything else as far as what it claims and actually how it does it. But, you know, I, I know you're going to go into a little bit of what, um, what that actually means from a movement standpoint. Well, yeah. I mean, again, when, when you're looking through some of this stuff, um, you know, there was a lady, her, the inventor, her name was Deanna Jones. And, you know, she was, you know, her claim was she wanted to kind of do the opposite of the thigh master, which to her point and to what your point is, the abductors, which are your outer thighs, usually are more weak. Your outer glutes are weaker um, just because people are sitting more, they're more sedentary. And so when you're thinking about doing anything where you're kind of standing and you're bringing your leg out and working your outer hip, I think that biomechanically shows a lot of positive results. The problem is for the first two um, positions that they gave was you're in a seated position with your feet flat on the floor and you took this butt master and put it around your knees and then you spread your legs as far out as you could and then you brought them back in. And so that was the motion. Again, they weren't really telling you reps, sets, intensity, anything like that. They're just telling you to go. This is something you can do at home. So people were doing that. They were sitting down, they were watching television and they were doing that. But when you think about truly human movement science and what happens is when you're in a seated position, again, your hip flexors are in a shortened position and you've got this thing around your knees and you start bringing your knees out and you're in a seated position, oftentimes the TFL, which is an external rotator, as well as your piriformis, which is basically, it's a muscle that attaches to your sacrum. And for those of you guys that don't know where your sacrum is, is like when people say my low back hurts and it hurts right here and it's kind of in the dead center right above your butt crack, that's pretty much the area that we're talking about. And this piriformis muscle is very small. It's a stabilizer of the, of the pelvis. And so if you're constantly making that, that muscle work, it's usually overactive in multiple people. And the thing about the piriformis is your sciatic nerve either runs through it or beside it, depending on your genetic makeup. And that sacrum is actually supposed to move with you. So as you move, it should actually move. As you rotate, it should rotate. And when the piriformis kind of gets overactive, it could lock that down. And that's what's causing a lot of pain in people with low back pain. Or when they say yeah. they've got sciatica, it's because they're overactive piriformis. And so that was kind of alarming to me because, again, I think 
it's very important for people to work their glute medius, their work their external rotators. I absolutely believe that. But when you're in a seated position, it really can cause a lot of low back pain issues, especially when you're doing it as so repetitive as these commercials and infomercials are, are telling you to do. Right. And in, in the beginning of the year, a lot of, a lot of, you know, I, I like to look at what equipment is busy and not busy, you know, on top right. of the cardio equipment and things like that, you know, your treadmills, your ellipticals. And when it comes to uh, the selectorized equipment, and when I say selectorized fitness equipment, that's, you know, that's something usually where you're sit, sitting down, it, the machine has one goal. Uh, and that's all it's going to do. So with within the gym, you're going to see the the seated abductor, and which is the you're sitting down and your feet are, you're you're trying to push out against the pads to to spread those knees apart, and the seated adductor, which which now you have to press in just like you did with a thigh master as far as getting the knees to come together. So that one machine in the beginning of the year winds up being one of the most popular pieces of equipment. I remember uh. I was in one gym. That thing did not get a break all day long, but then you know it, it, it was busy, and and again talking talking about the SI joint and all that stuff. When when you lock that down, one of the you know th I know this isn't a human movement science podcast, but if that sacrum is locked in, maybe, maybe that that rotation that you mentioned is not happening. Well, where's that motion going to come from? Well, mm -hmm. you got to look at the neighbor to the north, which is the, now the lumbar spine. Now you have your low back that's being forced to flex and extend and rotate and laterally flex and make up for motion that's not coming from the hips below it because you're locked down. And if you're and if you've done a lot of repetitions from a, from a butt master, even a thigh master standpoint, you've created that imbalance to where now your rotators are going to be more dominant than your extender or your, your glute complex. So now you're lacking that motion, which you have to find someplace else, but those areas weren't meant to create all that motion. So that's what, you know, you mentioned sciatica and, you know, but then, you know, again, just to back off a little bit, if you're talking about low back pain or sciatic or anything that's joint related, and if it is a legitimate injury, and that's a, that's something that needs to be diagnosed by a doctor or someone in the allied medical field versus just commenting on symptoms, which personal trainers are more likely to come across anyway. But um, as far as oh, the butt back, that's what yeah. it yeah, I just, I mean, you know, those were the first two. And I say first two, you yeah. know, position was sitting with your feet flat. The second mm -hmm. position was like you elevated your feet, like you put your feet on top of a box. And they said, oh, you're going to target the same muscle, but in a different way. Well, okay, now you're even more in hip flexion. So it can increase, obviously, you know, even more stress to that area. Yeah. So if you went from position one and you didn't do a certain amount of reps and you just did them until you got tired, now you elevated your feet and then you raised, you know, pretty much did the same thing. 
they weren't saying going from position to one and then call it a day. They were like, here's seven positions for you to do. So you just did a bunch with your feet flat. Now you raised your, your feet, still doing the exact same motion. Yeah. Um, that was really concerning to me because of those issues. And a lot of times because my clients come in and they're like, I've got sciatica, I've got piriformis syndrome and I, you know, and I'm put them on a foam roll and they're lit up and it's like, oh, what have you been doing? And it's, you know, they did the ad, you know, the abductor machine, or they did some stuff that, that really was, was not beneficial for those particular individuals. Um, again, when you get into, you know, a, another position was they had them laying flat on the ground. And so they're kind of like in a sit up starting position. And then they did it um, again. You know, you're still hip flexed, not as hip flexed. But again, yeah. I'm not saying that they're not working the hip external rotators because they are. But I mean, think about the other muscles that are involved. And if it's beneficial, there was one that they had them bridging up, which I actually liked this one. They actually bridged yeah. up. So they yeah. activated the glutes just with your own body weight. And then they went into that. So a more glute medius, which is very weak in a lot of individuals. I felt like that was a, a fantastic one because they were working the glute complex um, with the external rotators, which are often weak and trying to get them to work together. So I really, really liked that position that they showed. Um, another position was the clamshells. So they were yeah. laying on the side. And again, I like that because again, their torso is straight, but their knees were bent and then they came out. So again, really focusing on like the glute med, of course your abductor, some TFL. Um, and, and again, TFL usually is overactive in a lot of like a lot of individuals. But again, I think when you look at like the areas that it targeted, um, it wouldn't be too bad. Um, and then again, one of the, the ones that I also really liked was position what they call position six, which is where they were in a quadruped position. So they were on all fours. And again, they had to, you have to activate your glute in order to maintain like a good tabletop position. And then they would go into a fire hydrant. So again, you know, when you're thinking about that positioning, I, I think because you're not locked in, you're really working glute med. Obviously, you're also getting glute medius activation on the stationary leg. So again, you're still doing, you know, you're kind of getting a little bit more activation in areas that are weak on both sides. Right. Um, but, you know, and then of course it talks about different positions that you can do in the upper body. But before I even go there, the one thing that I find a little bit of a, alarming, and I don't know what your thoughts are on this, is they call it the butt master. Well, what is the, what are the glutes do? Right. So they yeah. extend, basically extend the hip. <laughs> right. And, and, and so all of this stuff is talking about external rotating, you know, like, so your knees are going out, but they don't really talk about going into hip extension, you know, and again, right. you only have a still a limited amount of hip extension before you start to compensate and use your lower back and other things like that. But um, again, if you're going to call it the butt master, then it really needs to be more hip thrusting and stuff like that in order to really engage yeah. the glutes. And that's just my opinion. But I'm like, this name really doesn't say what it does. It doesn't say outer right. thigh master, which it really should. <laughs> yeah. Now, again, you mentioned, you know, the anatomy of the, of the glutes. So, if you know, one of our mutual friends, um, Lenny Parasinos, you know, one of the things he taught me a long time ago, 20 plus years ago, is that, you know, the phrase he said to me is like, the answer is in the anatomy. So mm -hmm. if we're talking about the glutes or the butt, you know, you've said the word glutes how many times so far already, but the way that it's configured, and if you look at it as a complex, yeah, you need to get it to do multiple things, not just, you know, in and out or 
from in to out, but now have to also consider what are we doing to get it into extension. And that's where if you're going to do the butt master, then you know, add some standing work, add some sidesteps, mm -hmm. side lunges to, to get a different approach on, on the glutes. So it can be a part of a bigger picture when we talk about using the backside. So yeah. not a bad, it, not a bad piece compared to no. the back master. And they did, you know, the last one that they talked about was that you could pull it apart. So it was getting mid to load traps and rhomboids. I mean, I, again, I always am a big fan because as you said, we're so close. So it's really basically, like you said, everything that they were doing with the thigh master, it was just in reverse. And of course these products can be bought together, shockingly enough. And so, yeah. um, yeah. again, if you decide, if you decide to buy them, you know, I think the last price, I think um, I saw it somewhere, it was like $69.95 for, for you to get both. And if you yeah. want to go that route, that's fine. Yeah. But so while you're watching your episode of Queen's Gambit, you can do you know, <laughs> 10 reps of Thigh Master and then 10 reps of Butt Master and or have them both at the same time. And, you know, you're just killing two birds. Oh, wow. <laughs> I never thought of it that way. But yeah, I guess that's one way. But, you know, I, I want to I have to say our next product is one of my favorites and this poor thing. And I, I mean, I don't even know how else to say it. We have to talk about the shake weight. So Ken, why don't you yeah. tell us a little bit about, <laughs> about the shake weight and what you uh, The shake weight, you know, it's probably one of those that, you know, if you go on YouTube or any other <laughs> video on it, it's, it's one of those that's more parodied more than anything else, uh, more than the thigh master. But basically all it is, is it's basically an oscillating piece of, uh, looks like a dumbbell, but you have to go into a back and forth to and fro motion and, you know, what they call dynamic inertia, where you're constantly starting, stopping, changing direction, starting, stopping, and uh, basically uh, oscillating up and down or left to right, depending on your holding it, uh, which I think is, you know, it has a lot of great application considering that you're working on your dynamic stabilizer. So as I'm holding this piece of equipment and I'm going back and forth, so if I'm holding it and right here and I'm going back and forth, up and down, okay, left to right, then you know you're you're using your stabilizers to start and stop and start stop changing direction. So I, I love the concept. I mean, it looks funny, it looks very weird, but that's where I'd I'd rather use something like a body blade to get that oscillating motion that the shake weight promotes. Um, as far as how you're using the joint, so you can use it. I mean, I think it shows it as a bicep and tricep exercise. Um, I prefer to use it more as a shoulder-based exercise where, you know, if I'm working with a golfer or a thrower or a rotational athlete, I'd rather have them keep their arms straight and do that oscillating motion with that shake weight in the hand and going back and forth and left to right. And you know, my, my hands off camera, but I'd rather use it as a more of a, as a, as a more of a central or joint stabilizer than I would for elbow flexing and extending and going through that back and forth motion. So, right. and, and to your point, yeah. I mean, it, it does what it's claiming. I mean, it basically is claiming that it is, you know, uh, working, you know, dynamic stability. It does. Um, and it is targeting, basically, if you're doing elbow flexion, you are already going to get biceps. So of course, if you're doing that and shaking your, you know, like you said, you're working stabilizers as well as quote, the prime movers that it's trying to target. So the one thing that I can give it credit for is it's actually targeting the muscles that it's claiming. Um, and again, incorporating the stabiliz you know, stabilizers. And hopefully if you're, you know, drawing in and not moving your entire body, that you're really getting good core activation as well. So again, a lot of positives, but the thing is, is just the actual movement and using it is really 
in public it's that's where why there's so many people that make fun of it yeah. i mean it's been on saturday night live it was on the daily show two and a half men i mean the the amount of people that made fun of it actually versus the people that are using it saying yeah i would use this in public any and every day of the week seems a little crazy to me plus yeah. it started out as 2.5 for women weight and and then five pounds for men and i was like well first of all you've got gender things like that's really crummy and then <laughs> now it's like five pounds or ten pounds but again five yeah. pounds for female and ten pounds for a man and i'm like again there's some really strong women out there and it's ten pounds so yes it's going to be very challenging but women are strong too so that yeah. was one thing where i was like you know what because of that thumbs down but um but in all reality the claims <laughs> are good so use it yeah, at your own discretion again so yeah, that that would probably be one that yeah I could see more in the house than I see at at the gym. But good equipment, good piece of equipment. I mean, for for those that we talked about and mentioned today, for what it says it does and for how it does it, I think it's probably the most true to the claim. Um, I can see a lot more practical, performance-based application for it, and that's and that's why I give it thumbs. Up. But yeah, to your point, yeah, two and a half versus five for males and females. Yeah, I. I yeah, mar the marketing team on that one could have kind of sat down and, you know, but then again, it's been around for a while before, you know, before the, you know, yeah, I'll leave it at that. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so again, you know, if you want to embarrass yourself, go for it. Uh, but yeah. I think there's some other products that uh, you could get the same benefit. But but again, it, it, it it's true to its claim. It's just there's a lot of embarrassing moments that go with it. <laughs> so. Yeah. I think I think that's a good spot to end. But I think uh, I mean we we might be revisiting other as seen on TV products and and maybe future podcasts. I don't know. There was a lot out there uh, from a fitness standpoint. Uh, but I'll tell you what I this I can't believe the time has already flown to where it is right now. So Wendy, I think now is a good time to stop and you know bid you farewell and and wish you uh, you know. Happy holidays at this point. I know we're trying to keep things evergreen and timeless, but uh, Wendy, it's always good talking to you about all things random fit and uh, appreciate your thoughts and insights on what we talked about today. Oh, absolutely. No, this has been super fun. I always enjoy this time of the, <laughs> this time of the week for sure. All right. Perfect. And thank you, Eric, for producing, uh, doing a great job as always, but thank you guys for, for watching us uh, on random fit. Uh, like, follow, subscribe if you like what we talked about, and, and hopefully we'll see you at future, future episodes of The Random Fit. So thanks, guys, and everybody take care and be well.